0: Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, Go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. You are now about to experience a Rickstone original. Please enjoy.
1: One Church, so glad that you are here, however you're watching, wherever you're at. We are glad that you are joining us tonight. We are continuing our sermon series in Colossians. Jesus, greatest of all time, he is the GOAT, and we are celebrating Jesus by going through Colossians. Right now, we're in chapter 3. We've been in chapter 3 for about the last three weeks or so, and we're reading all about Paul's writing, and he's encouraging us, and I hope tonight also encourages you, Um, but I want to remind us of where we left off last week so we know where we're continuing. Whenever you read a verse, you want to read what's before it, what's after it, to really get the full context of it. So, which I loved last week's, the last verse, it says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, given thanks to God the Father through him. So, it's it. this is setting up the next section, but it's all, it's positioning us that whatever we do, it's for God. And whether it's, whether it's words we're using or whatever we're doing, helping people, if we do it in the name of God, that's an easy way to not be offended by if someone doesn't say thank you or what whatever, but it gives all the glory to God in everything we do. And I truly believe if our focus is on Jesus, everything else comes together. It kind of aligns us in life, no matter what we're going through, whether it's we feel like we're walking through the valley or maybe climbing up the mountain or at the top. of It doesn't matter where we are. Jesus stays the same. God is the same always. And we can keep our focus on him in spite of our circumstances. So it sets up from that, Paul starts talking about the family and how the family unit works and people's roles, but these can be very, these can be taken out of context. Some people say this next verse might be the husband's favorite verse in all of the Bible, but if taken out of context, it could be disastrous to the family. So here we go. It's in verse 18, chapter 3 of Colossians, or most people say Colossians 3, 18. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. And taking just that, wives can be like, hold up, what do you mean submitting? And all the husbands go, amen, yeah, that's my verse, right? And it can seem so demeaning to women if it's taken out of context and what it it means. A lot of people say this is, uh, it's respecting men because, and the next verse is men loving women because we are different and we have different roles. But at the end of the day, it's all the same. And when it's wives submitting to husbands, it's you have to remember as fitting to the Lord. It, it's I'm su- submitting myself to my husband and respecting him. But you have to realize the next verse, which I'm going to go ahead and read before I get myself in trouble by just saying on that one, it says husband Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. And it's talking about it, it, the way the way it's written, the way Peter talks about it is love your wife as Christ loves the church. It's that type of love. It's that lay down everything. And he, here's the thing when it comes to marriage, and I'm no guru in marriage, but I, I know what God says about it. I know what uh, he wants our roles to be is women submitting and giving respect to the husband, but husbands lay your lives down, put everything and love your wife. See, I'm going to speak a little more from a husband's perspective, because that's what I am than I am from a w- wife's perspective is that the way I should love my wife and Lord help me, I fall short daily. And I'm sure if I brought her in here, she'll tell you some of that, uh, you know, forgetting to take out the trash. I'm great at that. Forgetting to do the dishes, forgetting to flip the lock, whatever it is. Oh, I'll mow the grass tomorrow. I'm great at that. And that's not a good thing. I'm not praising myself for that. But what it is, is I'm going to solely focus on my wife's needs and what she wants, like Christ loves the church. Jesus, that's way heavier in what he's saying for the husbands than it is wives submit. See, wives submit as it is fitting for the Lord. They have their own relationship with God. Wives and husbands have your relationship with God. We become one, and if we put Jesus in the middle, that's what matters. That is the focus of every good, every good family, every healthy family, is that. See, in the Old Testament, in, in those times, wives were viewed as property, Wives were another thing and they had to be clean and they had to be a certain way and in the Jewish community. Is, you'd be there and and it was more like I own you and i not supporting that. Jesus changed that and it's not I own you anymore. It's a respect thing. Now, now we have this new relationship that we respect each other. And this is not who, whether... One's greater than the other. A husband is not greater than a wife. A wife is not greater than a husband. I do not recommend you going back and telling your wife that you are greater because that would not be good. That that the couch would be a comfortable place for you tonight. Well, what, I, what he's doing is giving us positions and this is the role and we're going to get on the children next. Hallelujah, right? Like we gonna, we going to beat up them children. No, not, not exactly what I'm saying, but... We all have our own position, all equal. And that's what uh, Peter, sorry, Paul is changing is that we have our positions that the wives submit that respect the husbands. And the husbands, if you, I'm laying down my life for my wife, know where I'm intended. If I'm laying down my life for her it'll be a lot easier for her to respect me. And if she's respecting me, it's a lot easier for me to lay down my life. See, I remember before I got married, you hear these things that it's 50-50, right? Like I give 50, you give 50, and we're here in the middle. But God's saying we each give 100%. We're each giving everything we have to each other to meet each other's needs. We, I'm going to love like Jesus loves. And when Jesus is at the center, we both go towards him and we both unite together. So we have to keep our focus on Jesus or we're going to miss it completely in our marriage and in our family. I liked what uh, Pastor Josh said, Pastor Josh Baird, he, he said it's two people fighting for who can serve the other. It's two people lower. I want to be the lowest. I, as long as I'm serving the other, and they're serving me. We are going to meet our needs in the middle. And it has to be out of that last verse that we read. It's so, it's not, it's not a coincidence that the verse we read last is everything I do is in the name of Jesus. Everything I speak is to be in Jesus. And and it's pressure off me and glory on God and whatever I do. I don't have to worry about being perfect for my salvation, but I want to love my wife. And where is that perfect love from? It's from Jesus. As long as we keep taking from God that love, we can keep sending it out to our spouse. This is a very touchy subject, but at at the end of the day, if we both focus on Jesus, we cannot lose. And here's the other thing. It's not dependent on whether the other person is doing their job or not. And when it talks about husbands, it doesn't say if the wife does this. My job is to love my wife. My job is to lay down everything I have. It's not the old way anymore. She's not a piece of property. She's not something that I own. Because it was so bad before that uh, women had to be clean and wives had to be respected. And men can be as promiscuous as they want. And some, some of y'all are like, yeah, I grew up where growing up, it was kind of like that. That's why, why you hear like slanderous words to women. And for men, when they go out and do something in the world, it's like, yeah, that's right. You did it. Like you conquered something. But that is not what God has for us. That is the way the world thinks. That is not the way we think as Christians. We think I love my wife so much. I'm willing to lay down my life. For her. I'm willing to give whatever I have to her. It's a living sacrifice. I'm going to continue to do it. It's not a one time thing. Jesus is always giving to us. He died on the cross so we can have a relationship with Him, but it's a continual thing. Now I can continue to go into the throne room, I can continue to worship, and He's still just lavishes his grace on me and he loves me. And that is what we do as Christians to our spouses. We continue as a living sacrifice, continue to love the other person. And our focus is always on Jesus. And it's not dependent on how perfect I am or perfect that person is. It's God gave me a job to love my wife and that's what I need to do. And if I focus on those things, if i focus on loving her and i'm saying a lot more about the men just because that's where i come from and that's what i have a little more experience in that's where i fall short and that's when maybe i succeed and i don't i don't know you ask my wife about don't ask her but the point is is if i focus on loving her it makes her job a whole lot easier and when she loves me and respects me and and loves jesus and focuses on jesus it makes my job a lot easier. See, it's easy to love Jesus when we're a Christian, right? He gave everything. He already did the work. Everything is fine. Marriage is not always easy. It's continual because it's two human beings, two imperfect people that made a decision for Jesus that now we're together and now we have to learn each other's flaws and fix these things and love each other through them. But because God loves us, we're able to love them. And thank God my wife is able to love me and definitely her her name isn't grace for any re, for any reason outside of I need a lot of it because I fall short all the time. But she loves anyways. And my job is to make it easier for her to love and more importantly, to love her back and put her in a position and put her where she deserves to be. And that is, treated like the best, loved like the best, because that's what Jesus did for us. God gave us everything we need. We take from him, give to our wife. When we go through uh, those moments where our focus is off, it's a lot harder to love necessarily anyone. And then you got the person that lives with you that not only has to deal, I'm just going to point to me inward when I'm off and not focused on Jesus and I'm focused on something else, it makes it a lot harder until I change my focus to who Jesus is, and all of a sudden, it's so much easier to love. It it doesn't matter where you're at in your relationship. This fits us. He, God is speaking to us through His Word, and I'm going to continue. Don't worry, children. You getting on this? This is where now the wife and the husband where it can look like at odds. You need to submit. You need to love and and all that and look at odds, which it's very much, very similar. It's very similar jobs, all equal. But here's something we can all agree on. And maybe sometimes I wanna read this to my kids like it's gonna change them when they don't go to bed at a certain time. When I go downstairs and my daughter who's three tries to come downstairs and eat my popcorn, she needs to read this 100% side story, Playing video games, have my popcorn bowl next to me. And if you know something, you're lucky if you get some of my buttery popcorn. That is my thing. She comes downstairs, acts like she's going to the bathroom. I have my headphones on, completely oblivious to the world. I go to grab my popcorn, completely gone. 30 minutes, I go upstairs. It's been like 30 minutes. She is passed out with the popcorn bowl next to her. And I completely want to read this to her, when wake her up and say, you need to listen to this next verse. you need to hear this you're taking my pop and i I know that's just such a silly thing and it's so cute because she's three but let's be honest we can be annoyed with our children sometimes (laughs) don't say amen too much in the comments but this is also important for the children that they have a place in the family and more importantly if they read giving all the glory to jesus Children, if, if you're listening to this, if you're a teenager or, or younger, this is something that can be for you. It says, "Children, obey your parents." Amen. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And when we went, children, it says, "For uh, sorry, obey your parents." Man, I can, I, I love the sound. I could just worship to that, right? You know what I mean? Thank you, Jesus. Right, like that their job is to listen. It doesn't mean the parents are always right. Children, you need to know that. I've said sorry to my kids plenty of times not because I mess up because I'm new at this. And I think you as a parent, you need to realize that this new stage, whatever age your child is at, this is the first time they've ever been that old. And this is the first time you're learning in this situation and not like my son, who's six, has been three before, but my daughter's three, and she is completely different than when my son Declan was three. So I'm in a new position, even though oh, I've been through the threes. No, this is completely different. Let me be honest. She is way more wild. I love it. I love her personality. But if she draws on our walls one more time, after they were freshly painted, or a couple of weeks ago, went out with a permanent marker and drew down my wife's car I was out of town. I was very nervous for the safety and well-being of that child. (laughs) I'm looking at the ring camera, and she has the whole neighborhood kids cleaning down the car. And thank God, Paisley is all good. But what it's saying is, children, obey your parents in everything because this pleases the Lord. See, it's not as children, we have to make sure we're perfect and and we have to do everything everything right we are learning we're we're messing up but if we do it because it pleases the Lord it makes it a lot easier because I was a child once and I've been very upset with my parents I don't I don't think I fully understood what my parents went through until I became older and the thing is is if I would have act when I was a child listen because it pleases the Lord that is a stance I can take when I'm mad at my parents that's a stance I can take when they aren't on top of their game all the time and they mess up. I'm going to obey them and respect them because it pleases the Lord, not because they're perfect. Lord knows any parent that's been a parent ever has got something wrong here or there. It's But we try to do our best, but we get it wrong sometimes. But as children, if we just focus on, on the Lord, then we're good. And it's then it comes on. Now it goes back to fathers. Now it's back on me. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. We don't need to touch that. No, no, no. It, it's talking about loving your kids. If they know their love, they cannot be uh, bitter. They cannot develop something that that's going to be instilled in them negatively that I'm going to love my child so much. And every day they're going to know, am I going to mess up? Yes. And I'm going to say, sorry, and we're going to keep this thing going because at the end of the day, I want what's best for them. And the beautiful thing in all of this, and you go, how do I do this? How how can I, whatever role you fit in this family unit, how do I do this? If I commit to the Lord, I will never go wrong. If I commit to what Jesus said, And who Jesus is, I cannot fail. No matter where you're at, if I put my eyes on Jesus and I set my gaze on him, no matter what my spouse or my children or my parents are doing, I can love them in spite of their shortcomings, in spite of their failures. And hopefully they can do the same for me because I have shortcomings and I have failures. And if you don't think you do, well, you need a revelation of grace and a little bit of humility because we all fall short of the glory of God, but thank God for Jesus and what he did on the cross so we can walk in victory and we can walk in victory for our family and we can pray for our family and we can lift them up. And the best thing we can do by laying our lives down is lifting them and pushing them towards Jesus and loving them continually like Jesus loves the church. If I love my kids half as well as Jesus loves me, a pinch of what way Jesus loves me. I'm in good shape because Jesus gave everything to us. And fathers, you give everything to your family. Love them. Put your wife where she deserves. Actually, I would even say love them the way they deserve. You love them the way Jesus loves them. And that is how we walk. And that's how God has called us to lead our family. By loving them because of what Jesus did for us. And when our focus is on Jesus, it's so much easier to commit everything we have to our family. But The cool thing is, is when you get into that quiet space and you pray and you feel the presence of God and you fully understand, I I won't even say fully understand because we'll never fully understand, but get a little bit of an understanding of how much God absolutely loves you right where you're at. And we take that love, and it's okay, take from God, take that love. It's going to be so overflowing, we can't help but dump it all over our wife and dump it all over our children. That is our position as men, to absolutely love them and guide them. And if we can get a hold of the way Jesus loves the church, that's how we can love our family. And wherever you are right now, you need to know that Jesus absolutely loves you. And this this message may be based on a family unit, but the whole purpose is to point to Jesus, and that's how we want our lives to reflect, is to point to Jesus. And that's why I love preaching on grace so much, because I fall short, and guess what? If you ever catch me, oh, Rick fell short. Well, yeah, I've told you on camera for years that it's by God's grace I am saved, it's not by Rick's works I am saved, and it takes the pressure all off of me to be perfect. And to to walk around like I'm a cyborg for Jesus, but really I'm a human being that tries to understand how much grace God just lavishes on me daily. So where you're at, wherever you are, I hope you understand how much God loves you. And the what he did, being able to live on this side of the cross and what Jesus did, he paid a price so we can have a relationship with him. And not just one day, be with him but right here on earth the Holy Spirit can be with us right now heaven can be on earth whatever situation you're going through when you accept Jesus into your life your situation does not change but your perspective does in that situation and it's all supernatural I can't explain it until you have an experience with him And I want you tonight. if you don't believe in Jesus, or maybe you've been far away from Jesus and you want to recommit and say, yes, I need Jesus. I've been there before. I've walked away and I, and I, I didn't fully understand, but I'm recommitting my life to Jesus. That's fine too. Drop a comment below or private message us. It says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. That's it. It doesn't say jump through hoops. So if you believe in your heart right now and you're saying, yes, I'm accepting Jesus, now we're gonna pray and we're gonna uh, speak it with our mouth, we're gonna say it out loud, and because it, it says believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. So let's confess together. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you went to the cross, you paid the price that I could never pay, that you did not deserve what you went through, you did not deserve the price I was supposed to pay, but you did it anyway so we can have a relationship with you We know you are a gracious God, and we give our life to you, and we thank you that you are our Savior, Jesus. And we say this all in the name of Jesus, amen. Church, I hope you have a great week. I hope you're fulfilled. I hope you're encouraged. Don't beat your spouse up with just their verse. Let's focus on ourselves and love well. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.